everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Coco and Dalts. We're real people bringing you real reviews of all the latest streaming offerings on Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, and I'm sure some other random streaming services are in there that we've subscribed to at some point in the past, but not today. So I'm not Dalts. And I'm not Coco. And not Coco. What are we reviewing for listener today? Well, let me just say off the top, Coco. (laughs) <laughs> that this is going to be an interesting episode, not only because all our in- episodes are interesting, True. but also because I'm hopped up on allergy medication. <laughs> Pollen has arrived. Yes. <laughs> Just when you think it couldn't get any worse with winter, along comes pollen season. <laughs> so anyway, what we're talking about this on this episode of the podcast, it is a glorious episode of the podcast. I'm going to read exactly what is in the Netflix description for the summary because I'm terrible at summaries and Coco is not. So because this was my choice for a movie, I, I have to do the, the summary. So here we go. After accidentally crash landing in 2022, time-traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12-year-old self for a mission to save the future. And what is the name of this that we watched? So the name of this is called The Adam Project, or if you're from Canada, The Adam Project. I don't think Ryan Reynolds actually said project slash project at all in this movie, did he? Maybe that's in the bloopers. Oh, okay. Probably. I'm sure there's many bloopers if it's a Ryan Reynolds movie. (laughs) So Ryan Reynolds stars in it, also starring Walker Scoble, who's the young 12-year-old Ryan Reynolds, Jennifer Garner, Zoe Saldana. And so Zoe's name tricks me up because she's got an accent on the N, but she doesn't have an accent on the E. So it should really be Zoe Saldana. So anyway, Mark Ruffalo and Catherine Keener as the bad guy. Two versions of Catherine Keener, a CGI'd version as her younger self and regular Catherine Keener as her normal self. So which let's let's get creepy. into that later yeah. because okay. that's yeah. that's a whole other creepy tangent. Catherine but, Keener. Yeah, I wanna I wanna I wanna talk in depth about that. Oh, okay. Um so <laughs> I so here's what happened with this uh, when we watched this listener is we were like, what are we going to watch? I don't know. What do we want to watch? Oh, I think this new Ryan Reynolds movie is is out today. Let's go Let's go to the TV and watch it. <laughs> let's go to the couch and watch it, because we don't go to the theater anymore. And uh, Coco was like, no, man, no way. I don't want to see that at all. That is not how it happened. Oh, okay. But you were reluctant <laughs> to watch it, and I was less than reluctant, but I still didn't know anything about it. So I figured, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, you know. I didn't know anything about it either. Yeah. I just knew it was a Ryan Reynolds movie, and his shtick has grown tiresome for me. So I was just like, all right, whatever. I'll watch it. So you're earning valuable relationship points by going along with it. And as a result, it's taken us two weeks to uh, review it (laughs) for various reasons. If this had been season one of Mandalorian. (laughs) Yep. Episode one of Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out May 25th. Mark your calendars because we will be podcasting that the second it drops. And by the way, listener, I'm getting up to th- at 3 a.m. to watch that. So I'm only half joking about that. So what did you think of this, uh, Coco? I, wanna, I want you to go first because your analysis is in-depth and more impartial than mine. Well, I, I told Daltz that I was going to do no research for this podcast whatsoever so that's (laughs) because it's not your choice so you're just gonna no i just that's i mean it's a ryan reynolds time travel action movie so it's not like 
Dr. Zhivago. (laughs) Like I really kind of just is like, oh, I didn't even know the name of the kid who was young Ryan Reynolds. So, but whatever, it probably doesn't matter. I only knew it because I read it off the computer. Yeah. So I actually, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I didn't love it. It, Mm -hmm. uh, the plot was interesting. It was engaging. It was derivative of a lot of other action yeah. and sci-fi and time travel movies that we've seen before, but that didn't super duper bother me. The plot, it never seemed like it dragged at all. I actually enjoyed Ryan Reynolds' performance in this. What? I said at the beginning that his shtick has grown tiresome, but I felt like he actually showed range in this. What? You just did a 180. I know. Well, this is see, this is why we don't talk about what we think about stuff before we podcast it mm-hmm. so that we can get the off-the-cuff reaction this is beautiful from the other person so i so ryan reynolds plays the grown-up version of young ryan reynolds so you know he's like 40 he's been through some stuff Mm -hmm. and he's jaded he's bitter he has regrets as we all do when we reach a certain age wait wait that's a loaded (laughs) statement right there and so he did have his typical ryan reynolds you know, sassy one-liners, but then he also was interacting with Jennifer Garner, who played mm-hmm. his mother, right. and he, I, I felt like he brought some emotional depth and weight that I wow. am not used to seeing from Ryan Reynolds, so wow. it kind of threw me off a little bit. I was like, who is this hot guy who's crying, like <laughs> panty dropper? So He's a Canadian. He's a sensitive <laughs> Canadian lad. That's right. what happens. So, so those are my initial thoughts. Wow, um, I see. I didn't come see that coming at all, <laughs> listener. I thought that this was going to be another like, this is terrible, <laughs> another one of those weep fests that you drag me to adults all the time with the sensitivity, sensitivity, and the and the dad story and everything like that. And we're just crying into our pillows. I mean, it very much was a story about fathers and sons. It, it was. But, it's all about fathers and sons. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's what I liked about it. I agree with a lot of what you said there, Coco. Obviously, because you know I'm living with you, but. Also, um, just because you're not sleeping in bed with me currently is not because I thought we were going to disagree about this movie. It's because you're <laughs> sick and we don't want to get me sick too. So. I, I recommend the allergy medication, by the way, listener. <laughs> the dreams are amazing. So, um, yes, I, uh, I agree with what you said. I, I'm getting a little bit tired of the Ryan Reynolds shtick in some ways, but in other ways... He's playing himself. This is the way I imagine Ryan Reynolds to be, right? Like in seeing the video. He does a lot of videos on social media and he does a lot of uh, charitable work and things like that. And he just seems like a nice guy and he's got a sense of humor. And so I kind of think that he plays himself in all these movies like like most actors do, right? Yeah, totally. As we've discussed before, it's just kind of a different version of yourself. And it's really only the the really, really talented actors that are probably have mental problems that are able to disassociate themselves <laughs> from their real personalities and play somebody who's not like themselves. Um, but that aside, uh, it's kind of like Deadpool in space. You know, Deadpool was the, the first movie that really established him as the smart ass hero guy, action hero. You know, he was in Van Wilder and he was in a bunch of movies where he was like a smart ass. But... Deadpool was the one that got him going in this track. And ever since then, he's been doing a lot of these movies. Now, I went to see uh, last year when theaters were open briefly, went to see Free Guy with my daughters and my mother. And that was a Ryan Reynolds movie. And it was kind of silly. But it was also the same. It was it was Ryan Reynolds 
not as a superhero, like just a smart guy. And it was almost like the Truman show where he walks through and everybody's smiling at him and everything like that. And he's such a good guy. Um, so where I'm going with this is that he's a very engaging guy, no matter what he does. I like him. I like looking at him on the screen. I, I have like maybe a Canadian man crush on the guy because he's, he's from Vancouver, which I love. And this is filmed in Vancouver. He's a charitable, nice guy. He's married to a really attractive woman and they are very active in, you know, in uh, charitable communities and stuff like that. So I like him. I like Mark Ruffalo, as uh, Coco knows. Um, Every Ruff- straight guy I know has a man crush on Mark Ruffalo. And Mark Ruffalo is great because he looks like he's the equivalent to our neighbor down the street. He just kind of rolls out of the trailer <laughs> and then just shows up on the set and his hair is disheveled right. and his shirt is untucked and he's like, all right, let's do this acting thing. And then he just nails it in one, <laughs> one take and then he goes off to the trailer again. Like that's, why, that's what I imagine Mark Ruffalo, and, uh, and he's quite active on social media too, so he might even be listening to this podcast and hi Mike Mark Ruffalo and also Ryan Reynolds they're both act, act very active so I have a lot of uh, respect for those guys I think Mark Ruffalo mailed it in a little bit on this one he seemed like he was not really buying into it uh, as much as Ryan Reynolds was I can see that um, but at the same time I, I still thought he was good I still like again watching him uh, he's in Spotlight which is one of my you know favorite movies of all time I'm aware and uh, yeah Coco's <laughs> Coco's watching Spotlight, and I'm watching Marvel movies, and <laughs> yeah. it's the same same reaction. Um, so, generally good. Uh, let's get into some of the challenges this movie faces, if, if I can move on. Yeah, so I didn't really understand completely why Katherine Keener was a bad guy. <laughs> like, yeah. because she and Mark Ruffalo have teamed up to make time travel possible but then she goes full bad guy and there's some discussion about she's buying back all the stock or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm like so is she like a bezos the bezos yeah. of time travel or like some, she's more like the uh like what's the facebook guy's name oh uh zuckerberg he's more like a mark zuckerberg of of She's more like as Mark Zuckerberg of time travel is that she wants to take all the credit for this thing that was not completely invented by her. Yeah, I just, I didn't, and I mean, this movie is what it is. It's like I said, it's not something that you really need to understand. I think you said Dr. Zhivago, which (laughs) which is an amazing reference for this podcast. (laughs) I don't think... That that should be like the title for the podcast. Like, (laughs) how does the Adam Project compare to Dr. (laughs) Zhivago? I, I, people, I, it'll be like the record scratch when people see the podcast. I'll they'll be like, what? Happened. Yeah. <laughs> of course there's a connection between the two. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't think they explained that super well, mm-hmm. but you don't really need to understand Catherine Keener's motivations. Right. To, I mean, cause she's just full villain Yeah. and yeah. you know, they're trying to save, you know, everything from her basically so that's all you really need to know yeah I, you don't I'm have with to think you. too hard about it it was really confusing in some ways but maybe that's because it's a ryan reynolds movie and it's supposed to be pretty straightforward and then there was like a little bit of depth to the plot and so like she's coming back to to change the future because she wants to get mark ruffalo off you know take all the credit for him and, and steal this time travel thing and then monopolize it and corporatize it and, and so Ryan Reynolds is sent back to make sure that this, this doesn't happen. And, but what? I mean, it's, there's a bunch of shoot 'em ups. There's some lightsaber kind of things in there. There's some, a lot of like matrix. Like you said, Coco, there's a lot of 
you know, there's a lot of homages to other movies. Yeah, I can't remember what they called them, but they're like stormtrooper type guys did look like the dark troopers from right. the Mandalorian. Right. So I said that when we were watching it. I was like, it's the dark troopers. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then when they get killed, they just disappear into vapor. Yeah. I mean, this movie is just about like explosions and CGI. So, so this movie is about that, but it's also about father, son, right. and it's also about regrets of your older self. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to get too deep on a Ryan Reynolds movie, right. but it's, it, this is where I got a little bit choked up was in the dad stuff because having somebody who had a great dad and a dad who's no longer alive and I can imagine myself traveling back in time to visit my dad, you know, like that, mm-hmm. that in itself. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Right. And uh, so that in itself was a very kind of heartwarming thing. Yeah. I mean, two days ago would have been my grandma's birthday. And so that was you know, a little bit of a tough day mm-hmm. for me. I mean, we all have that, you know, we all have people in people our lives can, yeah. that we want back. So. We can relate to that. And uh, so I thought that that was heartwarming. And like you said, Ryan Reynolds had a bit of range. I think he was the best performer in this. Uh, the kid's voice was completely annoying to me. Oh, wow. I Yeah, I just had a hard time. <laughs> Record scratch. Yeah, I, I had a hard time listening to the kid. I thought he was a good actor. Yeah. And he played the role really well. And he was actually one of the best kid actors I've seen. Yeah, definitely. In a movie because I bought him completely mm-hmm. and I, I I didn't really think that he was a young Ryan Reynolds because the resemblance is not there at all. Aside from the brown eyes. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. But he's got red hair and he's like, you know, it doesn't, it, and he's kind of slight. I mean, that's part of the character development is that Ryan Reynolds is all jacked in this movie mm-hmm. and the young kid's like, wow, you got some guns. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> there's some stuff that happens that makes you do this. And so I can, I get that a little bit, but it, the kid didn't resemble, I didn't buy him as young Ryan Reynolds at all. At all. But, he was really good in that role. His voice was just, was, every time he was on the screen, I was just, oh. Wow, so, that's stunning. Normally, I'm the one who thinks kids are annoying. So and then, <laughs> that's a stunning turnaround. Jennifer Garner was inconsistent. I didn't think she was great myself. Um, Zoe Saldana, she was good. Mark Ruffalo, inconsistent, like I said. And Catherine Keener. Let's get to Catherine Keener. The, the CGI 20, so... Catherine Keener, as she actually looks in real life, that is like the 2050 version of Catherine Keener. Yeah. So when they come back to 2022 and 2018, I believe, there's a CGI'd young version of Catherine Keener. And it's not as creepy as CGI'd Leia at the end of Rogue One, but <laughs> it's still weird looking. Oh, it was, it was awful. Every time, <laughs> like you could almost see the the grid on her face at certain times, you know, wow. when she's turning and everything like that. I, I know that's a really difficult thing to do. And we've made amazing strides in that direction as far as FX go uh, and CGI, but it was really distracting. Like it was every time she was in a scene with the kid, I was like, Oh, I'm, I need to go to the bathroom because like the young, the young Catherine Keener and the grating voiced little kid. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is not going to end well. Wow. But um, it's, it's pretty cringy the the CGI effects in her, and it just it's it's just not pleasant. It's almost like claymation at some points. Like she turns and you, she, they look at her camera and at, at her character, and she's like, like just. <laughs> I I thought it was distracting. I I wasn't as offended by it as you were, or as many people on social media have been by it. But <laughs> so you have done research, <laughs> busted. But well, not just now. Like I saw something like a week ago after we watched it. Like people on Twitter freaking out about oh, CGI. Yeah. Catherine Keener and I was yeah. like oh yeah. understandably like I yeah. like Catherine Keener she's awesome 
and it's not anything against her because she was she was actually pretty good in the villain. And it's nice to see a woman villain. Yeah, chick villain. Yeah, uh, in in these pieces. Um, and so I thought that was that was good. And she was really good. She's good in everything. I mean, she was good in uh, being John Malkovich, and she was good in everything I've seen her in. So I'm a big fan of hers. It's not that. It's just the the CGI was just not pleasant. <laughs> so anything else you got to say about? The Adam Project. So the Adam Project, I would uh, I would give it a recommendation to watch if you're looking for some kind of you know popcorny you know that's got a little bit more depth to it. Um, this is not going to be like a Marvel Explosions Festival, um, but it's it's still going to be pretty good. The special effects are very good at times; other times they're not. So it's a little bit inconsistent that way. But I would say overall, you know, like out of ten, uh, you know. Six and a half, seven. What you give everything a seven? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know why I bother. Like, all right, yeah. so Dalt's is rating a seven out of ten. Yeah, I, and, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why I even rate it. I, I would say I recommend watching this. It's only an hour and forty or something like that. Yeah, like it, it's not even two hours long. No, and it doesn't. Like I said earlier, it doesn't. At least for me, it didn't drag. Yeah. So you're gonna, you know, get into it, and it's gonna go by, and it's gonna be fine. And so. then suspend your uh, disbelief yeah, in some I mean, ways because totally. you have to uh, in these kinds of movies. But don't suspend your, you know, when people say suspend your your disbelief, you don't have to. Uh, suspend your uh, guard against bad material or, you know, <laughs> illogical plot developments or things like that. But if you suspend a little bit of disbelief, it's it's good. Coco, what did you think? I Like I said, I, I enjoyed it mm-hmm. more than I thought I would mm-hmm. for being a Ryan Reynolds movie. I'm like the only person in the world who didn't like Deadpool, if that... <laughs> If that tells you. Oh, I didn't really like it. I didn't really like it. It's too vulgar for me. It was over the top. I didn't... People went crazy for it because it was a vulgar superhero, but I just thought they just beat the dead horse way too long. Yeah. Like a scene would really, really drag on and I would pick up my phone and start looking at Facebook. I was like, oh, here we go. Okay, great. You know. So, but we're not here to talk about Deadpool. We're here to talk about the Atom Project. And I would probably give it like a B minus. B minus. Yeah. I see now I'm stunned. I'm just... I'm going away from this podcast stunned because... (laughs) I thought that I was going to get dragged through the the mud on this one. <laughs> we are we are watching every Ryan Reynolds movie ever for the rest of time. Now that I've tentatively been like <laughs> he wasn't, you know, horrible. So great. And uh, hopefully Ryan Reynolds mixes it up a little bit and plays a homeless guy or something like that. He could. Uh, I mean, he could definitely expand his range a little bit, mm-hmm. like take on some. I'm, but I mean, it depends on. What do you want to do? And right. he, he's he got the power in Hollywood. He could probably get some more dramatic stuff greenlit, but do you want to do that? Well, so. in this time of his career, he's still relatively young. He's still really fresh looking. He's still in, you know, he's not saggy or anything like that. So like when you eventually start losing your looks, that's when you traditionally start going for the more dramatic parts and the more serious parts. That's when you go from Romeo to King Lear. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's that's great. Wow. I Here think we, we should end the podcast right there because that's just really a great reference. All right, rock and roll. <laughs> so for another episode, I'm not Dolls. And I'm not Coco. <laughs> <laughs>